101.1 FM. This is KCIM Carol. It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lansing. Good morning, everybody. Welcome here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll talk uh, Kemper football with Ryan Steinkamp coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Craig Rowetter from Carroll set to join us after that. We'll talk Kemper volleyball with Rusty Wintermote. We'll talk Kemper cross country with Thomas Nelson. And we've got Carroll volleyball coach Michaela Clink coming in later on this hour. Deb Danner, the girls swim coach, not available today, so we will not be talking any girls swimming today. We'll talk with Deb coming up next week. So again, apologize to any fans tuning in for swimming talk today uh let's start off with the scoreboard from last night we'll start class 1a district 8 kemper east county squaring off it was kemper last night improving to 6-0 and on the season east falls to 0-6 as the knights win that one 63 to nothing elsewhere in class 1a district 8 maple valley and thanoto charter knocked off west Monona 24-8 and underwood cruises by trainer 54 to nothing kemper heads down to trainer coming up this friday class 3a district 1 carroll falls on the road to Bishop Heelan, 9-6. Tigers had a chance inside the 5 in the closing seconds. Uh, Sioux Center defeating Boyden Hall, Rock Valley 21-14 and wrapping up that Class 3A District 1 scoreboard, MOC Floyd Valley upended Sergeant Bluff Luton in overtime 27-26. Class 1A District 2, South Central Calhoun suffers their first district loss, losing at South Hamilton 62-8. The final score there it was Eagle Grove over Manson Northwest Webster, 48-14 and Woodward Granger down to Belmont Clemmy. 51 to nothing. Class A, District 8, Ike Manning falls to Loma 29-18. It was Tri-Center over Lawton Bronson 34-19. Woodbury Central defeated Westwood of Sloan 40-14 and Riverside gets by Missouri Valley 46-6. Eight-man District 1, Glidden Ralston falls to Kingsley Pearson 70-28 in a non-district game. Arweva loses to Booyer Valley 54-7. It was uh, St. Mary's of Remsen over New Alfonda 61-13 and uh, Siouxland Christian knocked off River Valley 40-32. Eight-man District 10, Audubon. They stay in the district title hunt. They beat Coon Rapids Bear last night 66-30. Coon Rapids Bear falls to 1-2 and two now in districts. Caminita knocks off Xyro Corn Gimbledon 60-18 and West Harrison blanks Woodbine by a final of 49-0. We'll step away, take a break. We've got Ryan Steinkamp, the head football coach of the Camber Knights. He's set to join us next here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. Hi, this is Dr. Danielle Coffey with St. Anthony Clinic. I graduated residency in Oklahoma, originally from Texas. Definitely excited to move to Carroll. My areas of specialty are family medicine with OB, so I love to deliver little babies. Also love to see the whole family, like from grandparents to little kids. I'm excited to have begun my practice at the St. Anthony Clinic in Carroll because it gave me the opportunity to be family medicine with OB. Dr. Spenson's really wonderful meeting the other physicians here at the hospital and then just seeing the facility itself was just a huge draw. For it being a smaller community, there's a lot of resources here and you can tell just in the town and the community that 
the community cares about the hospital. I had a really good feeling about it and I was like, you know, I think this is a place that I would love to move to, love to create a practice. Dr. Danielle Coffey Dio is now accepting patients. Make your appointment with Dr. Danielle Coffey, family physician with St. Anthony Clinic. Always look to the cross, always St. Anthony. Welcome here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Almost coach uh, forgot where I was at here this morning. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Lankman joined here by Ryan Steinkamp, of course, the head football coach with the Kemper Knights. Uh, coach, you know, the sad thing is, is I got, you know, Mackie Motors pregame show, Brink stuff. Uh, I forget sometimes what show I'm interviewing you guys on. Well, age has something to do with it. You'll know that in 30 or 40 years, too. But, <laughs> Coach, I tell you what, congrats last night. Uh, good performance uh, for the guys. Uh, wanted You wanted them focused. Sounds like they came out focused right away last night. Yeah, they did. You know, I saw the guys, too. You know, the homecoming week, you know, big week, a lot of distractions going on. But, you know, it, it was a fun week, and I'm, I'm really proud of how they, um, uh, how they handled it and uh, played well last night. How did things start for you guys? Uh, what what went well early? Um, you know, uh, run game was good. You know, the past week we started off the game with a, a trick play, which we had, we had a touchdown that got called back. But it was kind of a kind of a fun way to start it, and the, the kids executed. You know, the only I've been part of this group of guys is you know we have something that's you know kind of iffy or not. So sometimes I ask them, do you want to go for it? What do you want to do? And you know, and they've been they've been really aggressive. Like yeah, let's do it type deal. So give them give them ownership and tight. Uh, Stuff like that has been has been great for the team so far. Would you guys jumped up? Talk a little bit about how the defense played. Uh, was Isak able to get anything kind of started tonight? Um, you know, we, we really kind of uh, uh, we, we, we wanted to play really aggressive tonight too. You know, things things last couple games that we knew were weaknesses for us that we had to improve on. Um, we really focused on that. You know, D line getting a little more pressure, being a little more physical, and linebackers playing a little more aggressive. So you know, overall, the, the kids did a great job of that. What stood out for you about the way the offense played? What was it, thirty-five nothing into the first quarter? I think, if I remember the scoring correctly. Uh, yeah, thirty-five, thirty-six. I think one of those 30, two. Um, thirty-six. Yep. Yep. I think you know the biggest thing is that you know just different guys stepping up too. I mean, it was, it was different players, you know, and whatnot. You know, the the old line did a great job. You know, we had a couple plays that got stuffed for yardage, and we kind of got on the lineman about, hey, this is how you need to block, and make sure you're doing this, and then. Two plays later, they're, they're fixing it. So that's one thing I, I, I keep being really proud of our group of kids is that any problems we have, they're fixing it. They're being coachable. And that's, and that's, and that's signs of a team that's you know, bought in and locked in. So it's great to see that. What is it about this group of kids? You talk about that uh, pretty much every time we talk, whether it be pregame or, or here in the postgame. Uh, you're, you're, you really like this group of kids. You know, I think a lot of it goes down to you know, our, our main pillar of uh, – Goal this year is player leadership. So we talk to kids a lot about that. You know, we have we have core values that we talk about each and every day, and they can you know they know what the coaches stand for, the program stands for too. So, you know, there's there's expectations, and you know, if the kids aren't the kids aren't meeting them, you know, they're they're aware of it too. There's just, there's not too much of you know being shocked about something. If, I, if me or one of the coaches get mad about something, they they usually know why, and you know they're they're very receptive to that, and and they bounce back too, and they know that you know the coaches care about them and. You know, we'll put them back in there. We'll fix it. We'll do this together, and that you know, just create that team atmosphere. They've been they're doing a great job of that all year. As we mentioned, up thirty six nothing at the end of the first quarter. Lots of big plays. I'm imagining you, these weren't long sustained drives. So, uh, what was working? Pass game, run game, combination of both. Yeah, yeah, combination of both. You know, we had, we had a, a few run plays that went throw ways, and a few pass plays. You know, some guys making some some great ca- uh, plays and catches. You know, defense forced some punts. Um, so field position was pretty okay all night, and the offense kind of took advantage of it and um, capitalized. 
what worked well for you guys in the run game tonight? Um, you know, uh, Tavonami had another uh, great night. Um, I think he had three touchdowns tonight. He's he been running really hard for us. Uh, Bogus Miller had a couple of great runs. Um, you know, the second half, Keith and Pierce stepped up and um, got some great carries as well. So just a, a variety of guys um, doing a great job in old linemen. You know, we really focused this week on firing off, getting our feet moving. You know, we're kind of the fundamentals, and we saw a lot of that tonight. What's been the difference this year? I thought Tay last year against Logan ran really well. I think he got a little bit banged up. Is it health for him this year, or what has happened here this last three, four weeks? He's kind of taken it to another level. Yeah, you know, with Tay, you know, he definitely had some shoulder problems last year that kind of hurt him. This year, it's feeling good. Um, uh, he's doing, you know, he's, he's feeling great with that too. You know, um, he he comes off, you know, kind of off the bench a little bit, but he's a he's a great changeup. I mean, nobody. Nobody's going to solo tackle him. He's just such a he's such a load and runs so hard. And he he just gets you know the more the more touches and stuff like that he he gets better too. So you know um, it's it's been great seeing him get in there. Up fifty to nothing at halftime. What was the conversation like with the guys? You know we knew we were going to start subbing guys a little bit too. We we just didn't want to let down. You know we're really trying to build you know the program and the guys up. You know a lot of our you know. Um, JV, second string guys, we're in column are, you know, they're, they're one play away from playing varsity. They got to be ready to go. So we kind of told them, like, we, did, we didn't want any letdowns. We want to keep, you know, keep our, our pedal to the metal and play, and play good football because it's a great opportunity for them. Talk about how those those younger guys, uh, how they played tonight when they got in the second half for you. Um, they're, they're pretty locked in. You know, we kind of talked about our, our, our helmet decals, about how, you know, if we win a game, everybody gets one. If we get shut out, everybody gets two type deals. So we kind of, I put it on to the challenge. You know, again, you guys got to go out there and win this second half. You know, because you got to put some points. You got to put some points on the board too. It can't be just you know, fifty nothing at the halftime. And you know, they, they responded well. You know, the offense was a little more um, engaged. You know, East Act did a good job of um, packing the box too. So we worked on our short passing game with some of those guys too. And it, it was great to see them go out and execute. Coach, you did get a touchdown in the third, another one in the fourth. I know uh, hard sometimes when when you get that many scores on the board to remember who all scored, but uh, who were the younger guys that, uh, that got to see the end zone on Friday night for you in the second half? Uh, Michael Kostauer caught a nice slant pass, and then there was uh, Casey Pierce, who you know uh, has been done a great job at, at running back and um, playing special teams for us. He got he scored from a couple yards out. Um, even converted on a, the old line, and him even converted on the fourth down to get down there and towards the goal line. So it was great to see those guys. You know, put a, 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 you know, a gritty drive together to get a touchdown in there. 6-0 and now on the season. Um, two big games remaining. Trainer going to come in a little bit bruised and battered. Um, they fall to Underwood on Friday night. You guys get them coming up here this Friday. Um, were you surprised at all at the way Underwood was able to, uh, you know, kind of take it to Trainer a little bit and win kind of convincingly, or, or did you anticipate maybe something like that? Um, obviously, you know, Underwood's very, very good. They were ranked number two in the state. Um, I haven't watched the film yet. I was a little surprised by the score. I know, you know, trainers at school has great tradition. Um, you know, they're, they're very well coached. Kids play very hard. They have a lot of good athletes. So it's definitely a, going down there next Friday night is a huge game for us. You know, you know me. I think I, I guess they it every week, <laughs> one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, we got, I mean, that's, that's a huge game for us. Um, but especially after, you know, they came up here last year and, um, you know, and beat us. So, our kids, will, our kids will be locked in. You know, they've seen trainer quite a bit between other sports and football, basketball, baseball. You know, um, our they know our kids know them pretty well. They know us pretty well, so it'll be a big game. We'll, we'll have to get the kids uh, geared up, ready to play. 
I tell you what, and have a great trip down there. Enjoy the weekend first. Congrats on the win. Appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning. I look forward to catching up with you uh, next week uh, and, and talking about that matchup with Trainer ahead of time. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Appreciate it. You bet. Head Coach Ryan Steinkamp again with the Kemper Knights. We're here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll be back next. I'll talk with Craig Rowetter, the head football coach for the Carroll Tigers. That's coming up next year on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. Listen Monday mornings and afternoons for the IKM Manning Minute. We'll be talking to the students about what they're doing and learning every week. The IKM Manning Minute, proudly brought to you by Next Gen X Supply in Templeton. October means harvest season, and that means Haley Equipment has extended their hours. Monday through Friday, Haley Equipment is now open until 7 p.m. Whether it's making chains and hoses or any other service you need, Haley Equipment's extended hours will keep your operation up and running this harvest season. Back here at the MC Country Cafe, coaches here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM, KCIM. Jeff Langman joined us, I mentioned here a moment ago. Head coach Craig Rowetter with the Carroll Tigers joining us. Tigers suffer a, a heartbreaking loss uh, up at Healand last night, 9-6, to six, uh, that uh, final score. Coach, I appreciate you joining us here this morning, and sorry about that one last night. You bet, yeah, no, no problem. Take the good with the bad, and uh, just wasn't our, our night last night. You talked about that a little bit during the break, Coach, uh, or between you and me. Um, turnovers hurt you guys last night. Sounds like third down conversions uh, for healing hurt you. Before we talk about that, what were some of the good things that you saw from the guys last night? Oh, I think, you know, the biggest thing is they never, we could have folded at any time when some, you know, things went against us, and uh, the guys never, never gave up, and we were down two scores with, nine minutes to go in the game and uh we had a chance at the end to to win it so um you know can't fault the effort of the guys and you know had some resiliency and handled adversity well and uh you know like they gave us a shot at the end and that's all you know you really can ask for how did they build that nine nothing lead there in the second half sounds like they converted on a fourth down for their alone touchdown yeah, yep. They, uh, you know, they ran a nice little uh, a pit play. Um, they kind of basically blocked uh, Regaler on the inside and got around the outside. And if you know what, if it, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And it, it didn't get called, so it was a great play uh, by them. And uh, so they, that was a touchdown. And uh, then we we had a drive, pretty decent drive going. We were using our heavy formation um, and got. They thought we might have put the ball on the ground, um, and then we they kind of you know drove down on us there and did get a field goal out of that drive. So that was kind of their their scoring anyway in the second half. How did you guys battle back? Uh, what started to work for you? It sounded like you were having some success during the game, moving the ball, just not able to convert those drives. Yeah, we we did. You know, between the thirties, we kind of could do it, but on. Um, to get the scoring going, um, on the scoring drives anyway, we uh, got kind of went to the air a little bit with uh, Trey Hunter on the outside. We kind of had a mismatch, we thought, thought with one of their corners. Um, and, you know, he went up and caught a nice ball. I think it was, might have been like 50 yards um, down our sideline. So that kind of set us up in the good field position. And, um, you know, we weren't – it was still – it was a 9 nothing game at that point, so we knew we had to – uh, get scoring a little bit. We can kind of take our time, uh, like we're used to running the ball. But uh, we did still score on a quarterback trap play, um, 
up the middle for for the touchdown. And then uh, again late, you know, the for our attempting to go for the win. Again, we moved it down, you know, through the air uh, a couple times to uh, kind of pull the hook and ladder on on the far side with uh, hammer caught it and flipped it over to Reese on a, a to get us the first down down and um and then get to get down close it was another fourth down that uh Reese went up and caught a nice ball in traffic and um got us closer at the end take us through those last that last little bit got down inside the five uh and just not able to get in yeah we you know we had uh, i think it was just under a minute um to go and we had timeout so we ran we got trapped down to the two i believe and then uh we were going to try to get the quarterback sneak in but i think the little miscommunication up front they thought we were going to clock it um aside you know that's that's on the head coach there as far as we need to make sure everyone's on the same page there is um especially in in that critical of a, a situation but we uh so we did, we ended up running the quarterback sneak or Jack ran the quarterback sneak. Everyone else thought we were clocking it, I think. <laughs> and uh so then we could dig call time out and got a you know, tried to get it not off uh off tackle play with our heavy package in, but uh just had a little issue with the snap and got kicked around and unfortunately we did not fall on it. Coach, how much time was left? Was that right at the end? Yeah, there's 11 seconds left. Okay. Scoreless first half, uh, defense had to play pretty well last night. Yeah, we, um, you know, first and second down, um, we were tough. Uh, you know, we, we kind of limited their run game uh, for the most part, and um, it was just we played a little bit too lack or slacked in the, in the secondary and kind of gave them – you know they they did a nice job uh, running the routes right to the first down markers, and we were kind of content. It looked like catching it in front of us, right in front of us, and we did make the tackle every time, but it was for a first down. So, um, you know, we tried addressing that again. We they kind of bent but didn't break there in the first half. Um, you know, kept them scoreless, but we addressed that at halftime just to tighten it up a little bit on the coverage. But we still didn't, you know, just didn't execute that great. Um, on defense and um but overall you know you only give up nine points and they came up big with you know a blocked blocked field goal and a you know we dodged a couple bullets um in that first half and with our our defense was able to block the extra point and then um in the third quarter too yeah had to be happy with that part of special teams i know they missed a couple of field goals in the first half do you guys have any drives uh, have any chances to score in the first half uh, opening drive, we took it right down. Um, we got to about the thirty, I believe, going in, and uh, and then just stalled stalled out. That's where we ended up on fourth down, kind of no man's land, and uh, ended up throwing an interception, but it was down inside the ten. So it was, you know, hindsight, it was a pretty good punt on on that. So that that turnover wasn't, um, it was, you know, not really a bad turnover, I guess. But we, uh, you know, we kind of. We tried doing some things, you know, they, they did a nice job. They put nine guys right up in the box and, you know, kind of daring, daring us to try to run. And we, we were still getting some stuff off of our belly plays, um, 
you know, and even even trap. It, but it was just they they did a nice job of not flying upfield. Um, you know, it was kind of on film they looked. We anticipated a little bit more aggressiveness out of them up front, and they were they kind of just sat back um, and let us move first. I guess as weird as that sounds, they they didn't really give us angles, um, you know, for our pullers and stuff. So it was a pretty good game plan on their part as far as being uh, patient and not really uh, the D line didn't really come up the field very much. Coach, uh, caught a break in a way last night. MOC Floyd Valley wins in overtime over Sergeant Bluff Luton. So uh, if somebody can help you guys with healing, uh, you still have MOC, you still have Sergeant Bluff, and, of course, Sioux Center, uh, who knocked off Boyden Hall last night. So uh, there's still a lot to play for in this district. A district championship still not out of the picture, but need to take it one game at a time. Yeah, and, you know, that's what we said the whole time. Um, you know, nobody nobody likes losing but everything's pretty much right in front of us. Uh, you know, I I don't know if Heelan's really going to run the table. Maybe they will, but um, I would I I think you know if, if we were able to handle everything that's in front of us, I think we'll probably be in, in good shape. Coach uh, MOC coming here next week, homecoming for you guys. Uh, I know you you've been focused on one game at a time, but I know you remember this MOC team that were pretty young last year, a lot of juniors. So, talented team coming in here. What do they like to do? Yeah, they're really balanced on offense. Um, they have a good running. I think, in fact, maybe the leading rusher in the district um, with their running back. And um, but the quarterback's a, only a sophomore, but he, he throws a really nice ball. Um, you know, and then they got a couple weapons out at, at split end too. So um, I'm anticipating a balanced attack from them offensively, defensively. You know, they kind of gave us a business last year. Um, like we had the ball inside the ten, four if not five times, and never came away with any points. Um, so it was, uh, you know, they they kind of ran a, a three four last year, and I'm anticipating that. I haven't seen it on. You know the defense on film yet, but I'm guessing they're doing the same thing. So it'll be uh, we'll have our work cut out for us. Um, they're really well coached, and yeah, they were kind of they were just two weeks ago they were ranked in the top ten. So we'll have our hands full. Well, coach, we appreciate you joining us here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. I know you got to head over to a volleyball tournament at Jefferson again today. Another weekend uh, of watching the iPad uh, in between matches. So enjoy that. Best of luck breaking down that film today. Hopefully, Olivia and the girls have a lot of success today. And looking forward to catching up with you next week before the game. Yeah, we'll have a, a full slate today. We got we're actually uh, heading over here and supporting the. The Tiger Marching Band. We're going to hit uh, band days here first before we head over to to Jefferson to watch volleyball. So we'll have uh, band days and then volleyball and and then a bunch of scouting. So it'll be a busy weekend, but it'll be a fun one. So go Tigers. Hopefully you get a chance to get some rest. Head coach again, Craig Rowetter with the uh, Carroll Tigers back with more from the MC Country Covey Coaches Show here coming up on KCIM. Hi, this is Dr. Rick Godding. Join me here on KCIM at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings where I talk about orthopedics and whatever else really comes to mind. We have a good time on the show and we would like to invite you to join us. Listen this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on KCIM for the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Rick Godding. For more information about St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or call 794-5536.
It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. Rusty Winter Mode, the head volleyball coach of the Kemmer Knights, joining us on this Saturday morning here on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, or I should call him the head coach of the conference champion Kemmer Knight volleyball team as they locked up at least a share of the conference championship with a win over Lewis Central on Thursday night. Rusty, appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on that conference title. Well, uh, Mr. Blankman, I'm still trying to wake up and absorb it all, but it is a, you know, it's one of those things when you wake up in the morning, it is a, it's a very nice feeling because the, the girls are reaching a goal that they, they set at the beginning of the year. And it was very draining. Uh, it's been a draining week uh, for them and, and mentally, because I'm not very smart anyway, but mentally it's been very draining, but very satisfying because of the, of the again, the outcome and, uh, you know, God bless the crowds that were there. Um, the girls fed off the crowd, and um, it was the student section, the parents, the grandparents, just the alumni coming back to watch. Everybody got their money's worth because uh, on Thursday night when we went to game five and there's, there was a conversation with a parent that walked by with the water to give to, and it was Mr. Glenn, and I'll pull him out on this one. He walked by and he leaned down to me and says, you guys have got to quit giving us parents heart attacks. <laughs> we're, 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 very, we're, we're beating hard over here. I said, you didn't have anywhere to go. Let's just enjoy the fifth one now. So, <laughs> uh, and even after we were done, uh, both nights, but especially Thursday night, the amount of people that just stuck around to congratulate the girls and to um, the parents, you know, fist bumping each other and, and uh, reminding me that, I'm, that these kids are giving them heart attacks. And I said, you know what? If that's the heart attack you're going to get from these kids, take that heart attack because it's, it's, it's the best heart attack you're ever going to find uh, when you're dealing with these kids and, and their emotions and their abilities. And, and, um, and they just said it's been, it's been a fun ride. And they, one parent said they are improving. They are, they are who we think they can be. And it's, you know, when you hear the crowd say that and, and, uh, but, you were there Tuesday night, and I thought that was a good crowd then, but last night was bigger and louder, and every point had something behind it from the crowd, and it didn't matter which side. It was the, they were engaged in the match. Coach, you mentioned a tiring week. You, we're going to start with Thursday night here in just a second, but just to let everybody know, you had five matches on, on uh, or four matches, excuse me, on Monday night. Glenwood at home on Tuesday night. That was after being in Story City on Monday, and then you had to play Lewis Central for the conference title last night, Thursday night, I should say. So, as you said, busy week. A 3-2 to two win over Lewis Central, won the first set, dropped the next two, come back to win fairly comfortable set for 25-17. Uh, got a nice lead there in set five. Uh, Lewis Central comes back, cuts it to two late, uh, but you pick up a 15-11 to victory there in the fifth set. What was the difference for you guys last night? Well, the two games that we lost, we didn't do anything horrible. We just didn't do anything. In other words, we weren't the aggressor, and we've talked about that all year long. 
the aggressor out of us is better than anything that we can do for ourselves. And the first game, we came out and server C was on on point. Uh, rating system was high out of out of our opinions, and which allowed Macy and, and Ashland to really kind of mix it up. We were doing a good job of mixing it up between hitters, and they struggled. They were flying around defensively, and we were finding the holes. They figured out something in game two, and but what they figured out was they served us a little bit harder, making us go left and right, and we did not pass very well. And that meant Macy and, and Ash had to run quite a bit to get to the ball, which is something that any team is going to have to is going to struggle if they've got to do that, which that meant that our hitters were hitting off the net. And we were pushing. We were, we were, we were not the aggressor. We were doing too much free ball and too much pushing to even scare them. And so that was, we went in, in at half, and I call it halftime, but we went in between games three and four and just kind of had that little reminder here who, this is who we are. We are the aggressor when it's serving. We are the aggressor when we are passing. We are the aggressor. In other words, we dictate what's going to happen. And it's right away, game four, we we started pinpointing our passes again, even free ball passing, because free ball passing in the game two and three was nilch. I mean, we weren't getting the ball. You would think that's the easiest pass to make. Well, yep. we weren't doing it. And when we, when we became a little more focused on East Point in that game four and five, Passes were a heck of a lot better. I mean, it was like game one, and which means Macy and, and Ash could mix it up. Uh, game three and four, game two and three, even when we had good sets, uh, we had a tendency to go back to the same hitter too many times in a row. And that just allowed the block, especially if we got a block or they got a block on us and we pick it up, we went right back at that same area, which was not smart volleyball. Um, so we, we had to remind them, what what we need to do? What was our game plan? And they came out and did the game plan in three and in, in one, four, and five. And um, again, it just meant the passing was a lot, a lot better. Setting was amazing because we got the hitters to at least closer to the net, and and we had good arm swings. And uh, you know, Casey led us, and Sophie he was huge in blocking in games four and five. You know, most of her blocks came in four and five. Uh, I think she had a couple of them in the first game, and then really nothing. Lots, you know, it touches, but not much. But then all of a sudden, something woke up. Um, she was able to stay more active at the net. Uh, Franny got active at the net. All the hitters started to get better penetration on their blocks because we would call it contest and control. Contest the ball, making them hit over you, tip it, whatever you got to do, save your back line. And then once we saved our back line, we had better control on what we wanted to do. So that was the difference, is that we dictated the, the tempo. We dictated the just what was going to happen. And it was easier for them to play. You know, you've been around volleyball long enough. Whenever you can control the net with a touch, a block, to save your back row, and you can have better, you know, on average, a, a great pass, I call them, you're going to run whatever you want to run. And this team is very, I think, oh, and I don't mean to brag, but I think they're very dangerous when they can, when they can run our system and give Macy and, and, and Ashland a chance to distribute. Because when they'll distribute when a good pass is, it's, it's, it's a fun team to watch, and it's not as nerve-wracking, and they aren't overthinking. Uh, we overthought because we just tried to be too tricky in game three and four, or game two and three. 
And if when you play a good team, you can't be tricky because they're just going to be right there. And they, they did a great job of picking up balls, too. When we got less tricky and we just played hard and they hit hard, we caused their back row some problems. Serving hard in four and five caused their back row to have problems. They were doing a lot of off-the-net hitting. And a lot of we had a lot of free balls come back at us, and then we answered with those free balls. So to me, that was the difference on the night. Coach, you, you mentioned blocking. I'm going to kind of tie Tuesday and Thursday together. Drop the first two sets to Glenwood the other night. Like you said, after getting up 11-3 to in that first set against Glenwood, they were the aggressor through the rest of set one and set two. You guys kind of got everybody gathered together, got them aggressive heading into set three, picked up a 27-25 victory, and then cruised really through sets four and won set five pretty handily Tuesday as well. But I wanted to focus on the blocking on one one player kind of specifically. Sophie Bading has, I think, teams focusing on trying to take her away offensively. They can't stop her from blocking, man. She is just tearing things up at the net blocking-wise right now. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a really nice sight to see because we don't like to compare last year, but you know, Sophie made a comment the other day that she goes, I don't remember when I've been able to block and touch balls like we have this year. And I said, it's not a matter of what, what I did or what any coach did for you. You just did it a mindset. It's like a basketball player going to get a rebound. Your mindset is that you have to get there, and you and I just say, I got to get there. And you've had a better mindset about wanting to do that. And we, you've had a mindset, I'm going to play defense first and then let the hitting happen. Um, so last night, even the both nights, uh, as far as her attacking, she still gets her attack numbers and gets her killed, but they're spread out more because uh, when we, they're figuring out Sophie as far as an offensive attack. And uh, she, she gets frustrated with that. And I said, so just remember, good teams are going to take their best hitter away. You're our best consistent hitter, highest percentage of efficiency. But understand, if they take that away, don't allow them to take your other skill away. You're a heck of a blocker. You've got touches. From now on, you focus on defense. That's what you focus on. You focus on your defense prowess. So you, you get the block. You get the touch then let the offense flow for you. It will happen. They you they can't block you every time. But when you can touch and block and we can quickly come back, they don't have time to set up. It's only right now that they are getting more blocks and touches on Sophie when it's on a server seat. When it's free ball, Sophie's been doing a better job of getting cleaner hits uh, off of hands, things like that. So we've been able to find her more on, on free ball offense than we um, then on server C, we've been trying to try to let them know that Sophie's not our only hitter. And uh, but the biggest difference between what we do right now is is the ability for Sophie to lead the, the charge with blocking and touches. Uh, Brianna's starting to find that realm because we talked last night um, in games four and five that we we focus on defense more than offense the rest of the way. And I challenge you, how many tips can you get? How many blocks can you get? And uh, we counted, I think we had, we had 15 touches for the back row in game four alone. And game five was probably about half of that. But we had better offensive attack because we had more free balls. But I've said this from the beginning. As, as Sophie goes, the rest of these guys go too. Uh, but Casey and Brianna and, and Franny, Franny's really picked up the, the yep. touches and blocks. 
Lauren uh, has been right there with them. Um, so what's nice between what they were able to do last year and, and this year was just was just the penetration at the net, as I think has been their biggest their biggest difference between what they're able to do, you know, in previous years and what they're trying to do now. So it, it's been fun to be a part of that. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, Coach, we got to run, but uh, you, you finally get some time off after seven matches or whatever this uh, this week in, in a five-day stretch. You don't have to be in action again until Humboldt, uh, or excuse me, Hampton-Dumont's tournament next Saturday. So enjoy a little bit of time off. Enjoy the weekend. I know you're at a, a family wedding today, so appreciate your time, but uh, enjoy the wedding, enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch up with you again next week. All right, Mr. Blankman, thanks for your time and your support this year and this week, and, and we hope to see a lot more of you uh, later on. Absolutely. Head Coach Rusty Wintermode again with the Kemper Volleyball Team back with more from MCs coming up next here on KCIM. You don't farm just for you. There's generations before you and generations to come after. You live up to a legacy as much as you build one for the future to come. That's why the all-new Gleaner S9 Series Combine Blend Technology and know-how gives you the very best in control, comfort, and combine performance. It's the next generation of Gleaner for the next generation of farming. Visit one of our locations in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas, or visit us online at robinsonimplement.com. The all-new S9 Series from Gleaner, built with farmer in mind. With Harvest now in full swing, you've got some steering wheel time and have probably started thinking about what equipment your farm needs in 2023. Olson's Outdoor Power has what you need. Utility vehicles like the Polaris Ranger and Can-Am Defender for picking up rocks in the field, shuttling equipment, or driving down to the pasture. Wilson Livestock Trailers, Aeroquip, Headgates, Chutes, Alleys, and Tubs for working cattle. H&H Trailers for moving your skid loader or cleaning up brush piles. Chainsaws from Steel and Echo to make those brush piles and commercial-grade mowers from Dixie Chopper and Xmark to keep those bin sites and hog buildings looking great. No matter what you're looking for, when you finally crawl out of the cab of your combine, tractor, or semi this fall, stop in and see us. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop with locations in Atlantic and Carroll. Olson's Outdoor Power, your one-stop service and equipment shop. We're back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show talking right now a little cross-country with Kemper head coach Thomas Nelson. And coach, uh, tell you what, been a fun week for you guys. Appreciate you joining us here this morning. Always good to be here, and it's been a, it has been a really exciting <laughs> week and uh, a, a busy one, but our kids have been uh, having a lot of fun, and that's what it's all about. A couple of different meets to talk about here real quick. Uh, Tuesday, you guys were over at Denison Slushwig a week ago. Last Saturday, you guys were, of course, down at Harlan. Uh, we're going to start off uh, with the meet over at Denison on Tuesday. You and I were just talking during the commercial break. Uh, got some hills in there, not real long hills, but some short, pretty steep ones. But uh, we'll start with the boys. Overall, a really good race for the boys finishing up uh, fourth place. Uh, you, you had some strong runs from uh, you know several different guys. Ryan North, Jacob Graving, both taking uh, top 10 for you that night with a J, a J, a Ryan excuse me, at seventh and Jacob coming in in ninth place your thought on how the boys ran uh, over at Denison on Tuesday I I thought we did a really good job uh, I was kind of interested we don't have a lot of Tuesday meets um, and, and it makes it kind of difficult cause kids got to put a little work in uh, over the weekend on their own uh, Monday we do a pre-meet practice um, and then it's kind of go time you know and we did run we had just ran Saturday at Harlan so 
was interested to see how we'd rebound, uh, and we came back really good. Uh, Ryan and Jake got out right where they needed to be, ran great races, you know, uh, did, did their thing. Two top 10 finishes uh, is really good, and they both improved their time uh, pretty significantly from the year before. So um, th- that was really awesome to see. Uh, I-, I think our three through seven guys re- really did a lot of work for us. Uh, Fletch and Thomas, low, low 19, 27, 28. Um, and-, and then Dayton really, you know, secured kind of fourth for us uh, coming in fifth. Uh, about 700 meters left, 800 meters left. He's in a pack of kids. Uh, about 15, um, and, and he finishes at the head of that pack. Um, and if he doesn't do that, you know, uh, we are in a different place. Uh, and I think, you know, lots of times we can focus on our, our, our top runners, but that's a really good example of where we've got this freshman who, uh, like I said, with 700 meters left, just out-competed the other people around him, uh, beat in a couple kids by a second, beat in a couple more by two seconds. Um, and, and he really, I was on that backstretch. He just ran him down. Um, he he kind of mentally outtuffed him, put his uh, jets on, and went. Um, and, and that was a, a really, really impressive thing to see uh, from a freshman at this point in the season. So I, th- I thought he might have kind of highlighted that race for the varsity boys for us. Absolutely. And, and competitive. Uh, that, that jumps off the board for me on that. Speaking of competitive, uh, down at Harlan last Saturday, you guys have finished up in, in fifth place overall. But um, a really good day. You were telling me six of the seven guys with the PRs on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we had six of the seven of our city guys PR. We had uh, a lot of our JV guys PR too. And I, I just got to give a little shout out to the JV for the Denison meet too, because our, our JV boys really competed. Um, and, and we had so many kids uh, who ran a really good time uh, that, that I, I, for me, our JV boys, uh, if you look at the four different teams, uh, had the most impressive meet uh, at Denison. And I, I know they don't get as much coverage as everything else, but I just do want to say the JV boys just had a fantastic day on Tuesday. Um, at, at Harlan, though, yeah, when we have six of our seven varsity guys PR, and that's where we're going back to the conference meet, that makes us feel really good uh, about kind of where our season's headed. Uh, and it was a great time to, you know, it was our first time running against Atlantic, our first time seeing Harlan, uh, Denison, all, all these conference teams that we're going to see a bunch now, and potentially district teams. Um, and our kids really took to the challenge, and – uh, went out and got it. So very pleased with our performances there. And, and Coach, I, I do have to kind of chuckle a little bit. I remember talking with Ryan on Saturday. Uh, he, that second uh, loop was not good for him the way he talked, but then he goes out and runs his best time by, by 10 seconds. So sometimes these guys, um, they hold themselves to such a standard, but that's good. That's what you want. They keep pushing themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and him and Jake are, are, you know, both of them have such lofty goals um, that I think, and I think they're going to reach all of them. Um, but, but they are, you know, they are their own, their, their toughest critics are themselves. Uh, because, yeah, they, they both went out, had great races. I, I think sometimes, you know, you say that second mile, you know, that, that, oh, it wasn't going great, but part of that is because you've gone out so hard to yep. get yourself in that position uh, to get, you know, Ryan finished his 10th there. Uh, that you're already kind of ahead of where your normal pace would be. Um, so uh, that's kind of the challenge the cross country is balancing. Uh, get, getting out fast enough where, where you still got enough to finish uh, and get a good time, but not going out so fast where uh, you're really uh, hurting your time that last mile. Uh, and, and he's done a good job with that all year. 
Let's bounce over now to the girls. Uh, we'll start at Denison, finished uh, seventh on Tuesday. Uh, had two girls, though, in the top 15. Marie Day took fifth, Julia Canny 13th. And then you had uh, kind of a collection of girls in the 60s, uh, Julia Craig 62nd, Kaziah Jansen 67th, and Callie Fernanding finishing 69th. Uh, how did you feel like things went for the girls on Tuesday? Um, I thought they went really well. I, I think Julia's really uh, progressing as the season goes. Um, this was uh, her first time uh, getting the medal this year. Uh, she had been kind of uh, just on the outside uh, for the last two meets, and, and her personal goal was to get into that medal range, and uh, she made sure uh, it wasn't even close. Uh, so I know she was really happy about that. Um, Marie, uh, just just all season, has done a really good job of getting out but then finding where her spot in the race is. Um, and, and this time uh, she knew that was between kind of four and seven, uh, she got out there and just did her own thing, and she had a fantastic race. Uh, and I, I think she's just been about as consistent as anyone for us this year uh, is, is going out and just taking care of business uh, each meet. So uh, did a really good job there. And, and the other girls, you know, on, on a tough course, uh, ran some really good times. Um, so we, we were really happy with that. Well, let's bounce back then the last Saturday. Uh, again, the two, uh, Marie Day 7th, Julia Canny 21st, and then uh, you had Julia Craig, Callie Fernanding, uh, Sophie Tidgren, and Madeline Sigabart also run for you that day. I, I remember talking with both Marie and Julia for the interview uh, afterwards, and, and uh, Julia very disappointed that uh, she was not able to medal that day. Glad that she was able to on Tuesday. Just missed it, uh, taking a, a 21st. But Marie, another solid run for her. She was really hoping to get that PR and went out and got it. Yes. Uh, Marie, Marie's been trying to get that PR kind of all, all year, and, and Harlan had just awesome competition. Um, I mean, they, they had a lot of really talented teams there, um, and Marie competed with the best of them, you know, got, got seventh uh, and, and PR'd at 2016. Uh, Ju- Julia, although she got edged out, you know, she ran her best time of the year, um, and, and, and that's, that's really awesome. Um, so she still had a, a really good race, and sometimes that's what we talk to kids about with cross country. Uh, you know, when you have so many teams there, you have so many people involved, uh, you kind of have to, to a degree, define kind of w- what your own success is, and, and that's personal improvement. Um, and so she showed that. I, I thought Julia Craig also uh, did a really good job. She had a PR with 25.56, um, and again, ju- just showing growth. It was a, almost a minute faster than her meet before, uh, the, the week before. So I, I thought, you know, we had a lot of girls who, who went out, had good races, varsity and JV. Um, we had three of our JV girls who ran who PR'd to that meet. Um, so a, a lot of kids trending the right direction, kind of like we talked about last week. And now uh, we've just got to finish kind of our final stretch. And that final stretch begins on Thursday. You guys head down to Atlantic. Uh, going to be a little bit of a hilly course, but uh, some really good competition to kind of keep you going towards uh, the state qualifying meet. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll go down there Thursday. Really excited to do that. There, there's 20 teams, 20-ish teams there, so it's a really big meet. Um, and, and we see uh, almost all of the uh, Hawkeye 10 conference. Um, so it's going to be another really good test for us. Um, and and it, it will have some more hills. It will be a little different than Denison with the, the really steep ones, but some more rolling hills. But uh, I think our kids are, are ready for that, and they've done that well. At Panorama, we ran pretty well, and you know there were some hills there too. So uh, we are looking forward to uh, getting out there and getting uh, another chance to compete. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning. Enjoy the weekend. Best of luck coming up Thursday down in Atlantic.
Thank you. Have a great weekend. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country Team. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show next here on KCIM. Listen Monday mornings and afternoons for the ICAM Manning Minute. We'll be talking to the students about what they're doing and learning every week. The ICAM Manning Minute, proudly brought to you by Next Gen Ag Supply in Templeton. October means harvest season, and that means Haley Equipment has extended their hours. Monday through Friday, Haley Equipment is now open until 7 p.m. Whether it's making chains and hoses or any other service you need, Haley Equipment's extended hours will keep your operation up and running this harvest season. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM KCM. Let's talk a little Carol Tiger Volleyball right now. Head coach Michaela Klenka joining us on this Saturday morning. As a coach, uh, I know, busy day for you guys. Headed over to Jefferson for the Green County Tournament this morning, but uh, appreciate your time here today. Yeah, thank you. You bet, Coach. Let's bounce back last Saturday. Um, you guys did head over uh, to um, Nevada for their tournament. Very strong field. You and I were chatting a little bit on text on Saturday night uh, that, you know, uh, your opponent's records, uh, you had the toughest bracket really uh, in the con- or in that tournament on Saturday. So uh, I know it was a tough day. Uh, ended up falling on all four matches. But uh, what stood out for you about how the girls played Saturday? Um, I think our defense was scrappy um that's definitely been something that stood out for us all year long and um we've been consistent with that um so i think our defense had a really good day uh, madison tuning um is always running that back row and we had um some sophomore leadership also with marison Witchrock. she stepped up and um helped us out how have you seen that back grow, kind of grow as this season's gone on and, and that those veterans, the seniors, and that sophomore group starting to mix together? Yeah, so we don't have, like, super strong hitters um, like we did last year, and so our back row has really been stepping up and um, keeping us in those close games and um, getting other teams frustrated. Coach, you mentioned uh, close games. Uh, very good set and match against uh, Glenwood. Uh, ended up beating them in the first set, uh, 21-19, then fell in the next two to end up losing the match. But uh, sounds like played well against Glenwood. Yeah, um, especially in that first set. It seemed like everything was just clicking. We were getting passes up to our setters, which always makes um, setting the ball to our hitters easier. Um, and then our hitters were just on and um, our blockers had a great um, match, too, in that. Like, we didn't get, like, block kills, um, but we were able to get a lot of touches. What were you guys able to do that was allowing you to get touches? Was it just reading their setter, or, or what kind of jumped out for you on that? Yeah, they were um, reading the hitters really well, like setting up on their body and not just setting up a place along the net. Who kind of stood out getting those touches? Um, Olivia Rowetter um, really stepped up in that game um, and had a ton of touches, and she was really getting there, closing that block for us. And Coach, talk a little bit about Olivia this year, just a sophomore uh, really kind of developing into this program and I think putting together a pretty solid season. Yeah, um, I think her mental toughness is what stands out most for her. Um, I'm able to put her in different situations, whether it's serving and then having to play defense in the back row and then switching up the defense. Um, It just seems like she never wavers 
or second guesses ourselves. Coach, you mentioned serving. Uh, how did you serve against uh, Glenwood? Uh, I know Maddie Thornock and Marison Wittruck, who you mentioned here a moment ago with her back row play, both came up with a couple aces for you in that match. Yeah, serving was consistent, um, which has kind of been a pitfall for us. Um, so just having those consistent serves and not just serves that go over the net, um, but having those aggressive serves um, helped us um, get that win. Let's move on now to the match Tuesday. Uh, had to travel over to Boone. Uh, again, won that first set 25-21 to 21 and, and then fell in the next three to, to lose. I know disappointing loss uh, for you and the girls, but what, what was so good about that first set picking up the win? Um, they came out confident and with a lot of energy, um, and our hitters were connecting with the ball. Um, and then Riley um, Noggle, um, we ended up right going with a 5-1 because we were dealing with some um, injuries, and I think she really stepped up and was being a leader in that set. What stood out for you about the way she played? Because that's an adjustment going from you know a 6-2 down to a 5-1. Yeah, especially for her um, trying to block, too, and setting up the block when she hasn't done that all year. Um, I think her positivity um, really stood out, and she was able to still um, be a leader, even though she was trying to figure out her position as well. How'd the back row play in that match? Um, I think they played lights out. They were all over the place. Um, Our block, I mean, I told you, um, or I mentioned um, Riley, being in the front row, not being a very tall person, um, so our defense had to adjust to that, and they were able to pick up balls um, and get them right back up to Riley. And you mentioned uh, your block, uh, Shea Sennard, uh, Olivia Rowetter, each with three blocks, and, and Cameron Chable with two. Um, so it sounds like the block was really on that night. Yeah, it was. Even though um, we struggled in some other places, um, I think they were doing really well at reading those hitters. Coach, you guys uh, finally had a Thursday off. You, you got a little bit of a break. Um, you got the, the tournament, of course, coming up today over at uh, Greene County. What was the focus Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, getting ready for today's tournament? Yeah, we've been really focusing on mental toughness, um, fighting through adversity, because um, I know in practice they can go out and play lights out when there's no pressure. Um, but just putting that pressure on them will help them in game situations. You guys uh, get Boone coming up today uh, as part of that Green County tournament, so kind of a, a rematch from Tuesday night. What's your pool look like, uh, and, and what's kind of the thoughts going into the tournament for today? Yeah, we have Green County as well as Boone, um, and then Pella Christian. Um, Pella Christian is always good from year to year and I know Green County this year we saw them up at the SEC scrimmage at the beginning of the season they were solid they have a lot of um, young girls coming in stepping up and um, so it'll be a good day of volleyball. Well coach we appreciate you joining us here today wish you the best of luck Uh, enjoy the time over there in Jefferson and uh, appreciate you joining us here today. All right, thank you. You bet. Head coach again, Michaela Klink, with the uh, Carroll Tiger Volleyball Program. We'll be back with more from MC's Country Cafe coming up next right here on KCIM.
Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. I went through it a while back. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text STAPLE to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text STAPLE to 321321. That's STAPLE to 321321. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East, in Carroll. We welcome you back here on this uh, Saturday morning on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show, wrapping things up here. I want to thank Ryan Steinkamp from the Kemper football team, Craig Rowetter from the Carroll football team, Rusty Wintermote from the Kemper volleyball team, Thomas Nelson from the Kemper cross country team, and Michaela Klink from the Carroll volleyball team for joining us here today. Also, want to remind you that Pokies at Famous Made from Scratch Caramel Apples are a homecoming and band day tradition. Band day going on this morning. Make someone's day with a crisp, fresh apple. Hand dipped in delicious Pokies caramel. Pokies caramel apples available at Hy-Vee in Carroll, Denison, and Jefferson, along with the Fairway store here in Carroll. Thanks to Mark and everybody down at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show for helping us host this show and doing it for a lot of years. Our player of the game pictures are up at the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network social media sites and website last night. We have the audio broadcast from our games last night uh, that we covered the Audubon Coon game, the Kemper ESAT game and the Carroll Bishop Healing game. Those games are podcast on the website already this morning. Our video broadcast of that Camper and ESAT game available on the uh, Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel. Uh, Tyler Bruner and I will write recap stories and uh, stats uh, for all of tonight's uh, or all of last night's football games and we'll get that up for you tomorrow on the uh, sports at uh, 1380kcm.com on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report. We do have a full statewide scoreboard typed up all the local scores last night with their districts and then a complete rundown of all of the state scores. You can find that all available uh, again at sports.1380kcim.com on the Brinks Exterior Sports Report. Do have some high school sports coming up for you next week. Some broadcast on Tuesday. Um, we'll have the Carroll Tigers hosting Carlisle on Kick 106.7 with Nick Brinks. Audubon will have them hosting HST of Oka Walnut coming up on Tuesday night. I'll have that broadcast on 93.7 at KKRL. On Thursday night in volleyball, we've got South Central Calhoun hosting Eastside County. I'll have that on Kick 106.7. Well, Tyler Bruner will be down in at Coon Rapids as the Crusaders entertain Peyton Chardin. 
high school football schedule coming up uh, this coming uh, Friday night, uh, so week number seven. Um, I've got MOC Floyd Valley at Carroll on KCIM. Kemper at Trainer will be on 93.7 KKRL with it. Tyler Bruner on the broadcast there. We've also got Woodward Granger at South Central Calhoun, so second place in the district coming up. Nick Brinks will have that broadcast for you on kick 106.7 local sports on the schedule today east sac and south central calhoun cross-country teams at pocahontas areas invite today in volleyball carols at the green county invitational over in jefferson ik manning heading down to tri centers invitational and the audubon wheelers are at the madrid tournament both madrid and tri center today getting underway at eight o'clock this morning that green county tournament at nine and the cross-country meet up at pocahontas area also at at 9 o'clock this morning. Iowa State football coming up for you down at Kansas today. Pre-game coverage here on KCIM at 12.30. That's going to wrap things up from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Uh, again, thanks to Mark and everybody down at MC's. Thanks to you for tuning in. Thanks to all of our coaches for joining us here. When you Jeff need Dan to know, KCI.